Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to Talk 40 to Me. We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie. Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talk 40 to Me. This is Brandy. And this is Angelina. Alicia and I have known each other for a number of years. Um, We met through New Orleans Mom, Blogging World, Dr. Alicia Reed. She is the Fly Pharmacist. She is a self-care strategist and founder of lifestyle brand Fly with Alicia Reed. Born and raised in New Orleans, um, she graduated from Xavier University and has a doctorate of pharmacy degree. She's been a licensed pharmacist for almost two decades and has seen firsthand how self-care impacts health in the community. She's a self-care strategist and provides tools and training necessary to create a successful care plan. She is a widow mom who believes self-care is non-negotiable and is determined to break the generational curse that strong women don't take breaks. And we know this has become a buzzword, um, but self-care is whatever you want it to be, according to Alicia. After losing her husband in 2019... Dr. Reed wanted to normalize grief by publicly sharing her grief journey, and she continues to practice exceptional self-care. She moderates a widow support group, and she also is host of the Fly Widow podcast. So that's a little bit of you in a nutshell. Yes. You're not busy at all. No. (laughs) We have so much more to unpack with you. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm just thrilled to have you here. and. So was there anything that I didn't cover in your little synopsis that... No, I mean, I was like, I was listening to it. I was like, can't believe that I've been a pharmacist for like 20 years. You know, people are always like, Jesus, like, when did you graduate? <laughs> We're like, not that old. That's exactly what I was thinking. Right. But I'm like, I was 23, so I'm 43 now. So it's 20 years. I'm really enjoying my 40s. You know, it started off kind of rocky, but, you know, this is a really good decade, you know, in, in terms of motherhood and just being, a, I, I like to say grown woman, like just being a, a grown woman. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, in that, in the forties so at 43. And it's just like, I feel empowered if I had to give it one word. I agree with you. I, I've said this before, but I remember my aunt telling me when I was like 28, that the four, her forties were the best years of her life. Come on, like that's old. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. I totally see what you're saying now because I think we're finally like unapologetically ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And we are grown women. I'm a grown woman now. Like I'm a big girl. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. And you had started this whole fly thing for your your blog and your podcast. And can you explain? I think it's maybe an acronym for something. Can you explain? Yeah. Yeah. So prior to starting Fly, I had another lifestyle brand and it was called Nola Bougie. And I loved it because it was a way for me to share my love for New Orleans. And also just a reminder that as women, we could still have fun and prioritize ourselves while raising families and, you know, being wives and, and business owners. But my husband passed in 2019. And I didn't want to keep that lifestyle brand. It was something that, you know, we had built together. And I thought about like what, you know, what this new chapter of life really was for me. And I always thought about the butterfly. Like I love butterflies and how butterflies are a transformation. So fly came about 
And FLY stands for first love yourself. So it was always about embracing this new this new journey and really realizing that it was, you know, all really about me now and really rediscovering who I was. And, you know, this was my blank canvas. You know, my therapist started therapy, of course, immediately after. And she was like, you know, this might not sound right right now, but think about it. Like your life has completely changed and you have like a blank canvas and you hold like the paintbrushes and you can create whatever you want. Like this is kind of like a do-over, you know, like you're creating a whole nother life. So just do what you want. And I've been holding on to that ever since. That's a beautiful way to look at it. And I'm sure at the time you were probably like, I can't even... I was, yeah, I called her there. Well, I didn't have any nice words in my, you know, my, in my head, but mm-hmm. it, it made sense. Like as, as time passed. And I feel like you've done that. I, I've seen that with you. You've really just taken it and used that experience for the better and to bring awareness and light. And I, I can tell that you're helping other women too, through your journey. Yeah. Which is so wonderful to watch. It's it's been I, I I like to say that it's healing other people, but it's also healing myself as well. So it's like it's twofold. I'm getting the benefit of you know what I'm doing in addition to the women that I'm reaching and helping. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, we've only been talking for just a few minutes, and I'm so <laughs> moved by your story and so interested to learn more and. I'm so sorry to hear about the loss of your husband that had to have been incredibly tragic. And I don't even know how to even put words like I, I, I can't even express words on how that could possibly feel. Would you be comfortable with sharing a little bit more about your experience and how that helped to shape your career and, and what you've built to date? Absolutely. Um, I think that experience, I mean, it was obviously unexpected. It was just like one day, you know, we went and we went to bed as a, a family of three and woke up as a family of two. So it was, you know, definitely something that, you know, was not expected. And it was just life changing. It was around Christmas. A lot of things came into play, you know, being a parent and, you know, realizing that this is like one of the most magical holidays, you know, in a child's life. And making that decision to continue to celebrate the holiday and not ruin it. You know, I can't think of any other word, but not ruin it. But just really, I, and in the, those moments, I really realized like what it was to like be a mother. We hear about it and we're like, oh, I'm a mom. And, you know, all that comes along with it. We don't really realize the roles and the decisions that we have to make as a parent or as, as a mom. And I think that was a real true lesson for me very early with that experience. And then obviously continuing to parent while grieving was, you know, and I I am continuing to parent while grieving. And you just learn so much about yourself and so much about things that don't matter. Or, you know, like when we're new parents, we want to be like the best mom or like, you know, feel like there's some type of competition going on and it's like okay well I'm like winning at this because you know of all this stuff that's going on but I really began to start being more intentional about things so I learned to really prioritize and and value time and I think as adults not just 
moms or, you know, dads, but as adults, we waste a lot of time and not really realizing that time is like something that we can't get back. So I began to really think about what was really worth my time and started using that to make decisions in life and, you know, really deciding what I wanted to do and and what my, what my happiness was really tied to. So I I feel like that it was like a life change. I mean, it was life changing, but on so many levels, like I really feel like it changed me as a person and how I navigate life, like from that day. Wow. Thank you. And so that's been 20. Yeah. So now it's 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you think about it, it's like, everybody's like talking about the pandemic, like right now, like, okay, the world like shut down three years ago. So I'm like, okay, yeah, three years ago, it shut down. And like, I had just lost my husband in that December. And then like, it shut down. So it's like, for me, it's like, like, oh, wow. So I did that and the pandemic, like, okay. You don't always realize how strong you are until you go through it. Yeah. I mean, at any point, were you like, okay, God, like, I don't want to be a warrior anymore. <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean, I was like, this is not, this is not me. I don't want this. And <sighs> I think that's really when your, your faith comes into play or like you really realize how true God is or how, you know, there really has to be like some being like some spiritual being because there's just no way that you could just operate and just continue to live life without that supernatural support you know like I just knew that I could not have done it by myself that's unbelievable I mean all of it and your son he's how old now he's seven seven okay so man he was little yeah four wow I mean you've just done amazingly just watching (laughs) your journey I'm just I'm just so in awe and impressed with you. And I love how that you really took this and turned it into talking about self-care. And I know that's like a really huge thing for you. And I know that's, you said that's a buzzword, but I feel like you embody that differently. Can you tell me how you approach it differently in your brand and how important it is to you for healing? Yeah, because I'm a pharmacist, that's like really when I've started to recognize the importance of it. Sure, you have to take medicine for certain health conditions, but like, you know, anxiety, you can try meditation or like walking or deep deep breathing and not always have to take these controlled substances. So I immediately saw the connection and was like, okay, yes, this is my job, Like, but there has to be some other part to this. I thought about changing like I, I went from retail that's where I started and I couldn't do that anymore so I went to a healthcare healthcare company so I had the opportunity to work at the company and talk to people like really call people and go through like their medicines and talk to them about their diabetes or cancer and like say hey not only should you be taking your medicine but I want you to walk or I want you to tried a sleep routine. So it was all about self-care then. And then after losing my husband, I realized that, you know, like the connection was there, like, okay, I have to help someone else along or prevent someone else from being a widow or widower. And that's where it all came together. So I love how you're looking at it from both perspectives. I'm truly inspired. Thank you. I think most women feel like they can't like, I don't have time for this. Like, I I don't have time to 
see about myself because I have to take care of my child and I have to get this done for my child. And I watched a video a couple of weeks ago and it was actually like, it was like a PSA for like heart health. And it showed like a mom like trying to clean up and tidy up the house. And then she started feeling like she was having a heart attack. So she called 911 and then they said that they were sending someone. And then she was like, she looked around and the house was a mess. And she was like, can you give me like 10 minutes or something? Oh, was that the American Heart Association ad with Elizabeth Banks? Yes, yes. I love that one. And it's like, that is exactly how it is. Like, you know, you just like, I can't do that right now. Like, I'll I'll wait. Yeah, as women, that's just, we're guilty as charged of that. And I think men do it too. You know, like a lot of times men don't want to go to the doctor. They don't want to be put on medication. and, And a lot of times it's us as wives or as loved ones pushing them to say like, you need to get mm-hmm. checked. Like you need to have self-care yourself. You know, it kind of works all the way around. Just sort of a lot of times our rules are a little bit different in that. Yeah. And I think we have a chance to make that change because we're able to teach our kids and, you know, then our kids teach their kids. It's like, we have a chance right now to change that because, you know, growing up, we didn't see self-care a lot in the home because it was my mom was always you know making sure that I was okay and making sure that things were taken care of I never saw her she never said oh I'm leaving to go to the spa I've talked about how that's you know that's not that's not the only thing self-care is but I mean it's just for the example that I can give but I never saw that and I never heard her say I'm just going to take a break and in fact it's like at times I felt like oh if we take a break like that's something wrong like that's not you know, I'm not being a good mom because I, I need to take a break from my kids. Right. Yeah. I <laughs> For our audience, I was I was telling the ladies before we joined that I'm doing this Tony Robbins program. And I told my kids, hey, mommy's probably going to go to a hotel this weekend. And they like looked at me and was like, well, how long are you going to be gone? Because I'm always home with them. They've you know, they don't ever see me like leave. Yeah. So my people are experiencing that right now. (laughs) So in an article you did with Southern Living Magazine, you stated women are often told that once you're married or have kids, your life is no longer for you. Your life is over. I didn't believe that. I wanted to encourage other women to not buy into it either. With this podcast, this is something that we're also very passionate about in, in terms of really owning up to who you feel that you are. And again, that looks different for every person. Can you tell us what that means for you and how you're instilling that in other women through your channels? Absolutely. And I think when I started the first brand, that was exactly what I thought about. Like, I didn't want to lose myself. I didn't want to feel like I couldn't still enjoy the things that I I enjoyed because I was a mom or because I was a wife. And after losing my husband and then also entering into this new di- you know, da- dynamic as like a single parent now, it's like more than ever, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to lose myself and, you know, in, in this role either. But a lot of women, a lot of widows, I find, you know, through speaking with them, had lost themselves in their marriages and with their kids. And when they lost their spouse, it's like they lost, they had already lost themselves and then they lost their spouse. It really showed that that's all your world was and that's all you were about and that's all you focused on. You really don't didn't have anything else 
to like fall, not fall back on, but nothing else. And it was like your whole world was gone. And I found that, and I try to share that with women now, because they're they always ask like, oh my goodness, like, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? Like, I don't understand, like what's going on? What's wrong with me? Like, our we're not, our journeys aren't the same. They don't look the same. And I'm like, they're not going to be the same. But I can say that I made it a point to not lose who I was inside of my marriage and as a mom so that who I was with my husband obviously is no more, but I still have me. And I think that was like, I really felt like this is what I was talking about. This is a perfect example because, and it's not just death, but you know, it could be divorced you go through a divorce and it's like you put invested all your time and all and yourself into this person and then like they're gone and you just completely like break down because your entire world revolved around this individual so that that's what I was speaking of just trying to make sure that you don't lose who you are I I was passionate about that too when I had kids I just I wanted to still be me you know I didn't want to just be a mom and That's something that I've really tried to focus on. And I think I've gotten better at it the older that I've gotten. Maybe I'm a little more wise or (laughs) seasoned, if you will. So I think that's super important for all of us that we have our identity, you know, outside of a marriage and children. I often see this. There's like a quote that said, tell me who you are without talking about your kids, your job or your spouse, because, you know, most people say, well, I'm a mom or, you know, I, I work here, but like, who are you? That's hard for some people. I was just thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know what I would say. I wrapped myself into my work for so many years that I've gone through this journey of trying to figure out who am I without being fully immersed in my career and balancing, having a much greater balance with the kids and family and career that if people ask me anything about me, the first thing out of my mouth was probably job and kids. And it's like, now I don't even like to say, oh, I'm a widow. I mean, I'll get to that, but you know, it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a woman who loves to go to the spa or to, you know, have self-care or enjoys, you know, herself before I, get into like all the other things. Like I'm, I make it a point to do that because so many people are like, oh, I'm a pharmacist. You know, I'm a widow and I have a son. And so it's like, no, let me, let me just tell you like who I am first. Because that's not your identity. That's just a part of your, your puzzle, a part of your, your journey, right? Yeah. But I think that when we don't focus on our true selves or, you know, our, our, our core, then we just lean into that. And then that that's where that's where it all comes in at, where it's like, okay, you got to figure out who you are first. For sure. Yeah. I mean, even at 40, I'm still trying to figure that out. And I'm sure that's true for many women still trying to figure it out. Yeah. I know that especially loss of family members is really prevalent for a lot of people. And I think a lot of us are having aging parents. And, you know, at this age, these things are happening more and more. But it's more challenging when you have young children. What do you suggest to other women who are grieving but may have young kids at the same time? I always say involve them in the process and like not try again as as parents, you try to shield and you try to cover it up, but they need to see it. They need to be able to be present and and understand what grief is and understand emotion. 
And it's like, you're on the journey together. Now I'm not saying like dump it all on them, but allow them to see you be vulnerable so that they can in turn express themselves. Because a lot of times kids will play, you know, their emotions are based on yours. If they see that, you know, you're not crying or you're not upset or you are upset or you are crying, their emotions are going to mirror yours. I always say to parents, don't try to hide it. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to avoid it because it's, it's, it needs to be something that's normal. It needs to be discussed and shared within families. I agree. I think that's so important because I'm sure you, you probably feel this way too. Our parents' generation handled these things so differently. Oh yeah. And I just remember like when my grandparents passed, that was just not an open discussion that we had. It was like, I didn't, we didn't really talk about that. And especially all three of us are raising boys. I think that it's really important too, to, to change that culture of like, okay, you have to be a strong boy. They need to be vulnerable. They need to be able to cry. Yeah. You want your son to be able to, to be supportive and empathetic towards the woman, like in their, in their lives. Like you want them to be able to understand emotion. You know, how can you teach, how can they understand it if they're not allowed to display it? hundred percent. I agree so much. Yeah. Wow. I'm soaking so much in. <laughs> I see your wheels spinning. Honestly, I'm like holding back a lot of chatter because <laughs> I could go down a 20 rabbit holes right now. <laughs> Pivoting a little bit. You often refer to the five love languages, but with consideration to self-love. Very interesting. Tell us more about the five love languages and how this can help us focus on ourselves. Most people when, you know, when they're getting married or, you know, in relationships, people recommend the five love languages book by Gary Chapman. And I know when I was getting married, we had, we read it in therapy and it was like, okay, you have to know each other's love languages. Right. And it's also important to know yours for yourself. I think a lot of people focus on, you know, trying to figure out what their spouse's love language is so that they can get it right. But you have to know what yours is because how can you show yourself love if you don't know what your language is? So I started making sure people knew that. Like you should know like what your love language is. And perfect example is sometimes people will say, go get a massage um, to make you feel better or, you know, book a spa day. Everybody doesn't like physical touch. So that is not going to be everyone's way to show themselves self-love. They may like cards. Like, I mean, I know my mom's love language. She loves cards. Like, you don't have to give me a card. I'm not, it's okay. But she likes cards. So it's like, I know that that's hers, but I wouldn't write cards to myself or like read cards as a form of self-love for myself. So I think it's very important to really identify what yours is and then also realize that it can change over time. You may like receiving flowers, but then get tired of receiving flowers. And then, okay, that's not my love language anymore. For me, as I got older, I was like, I like acts of service. Please go get my car cleaned. (laughs) Or, you know, like, I love a housekeeper. Things like that, you know, those are love languages. So I think it's really important for you to know what your love language is so that you can show yourself love. Never looked at it like that. I haven't either. I love that. Yeah. And people have a lot of fun with it. Sometimes I'll just put out like examples because everybody's like, okay, then what's, 
an example for this. And then I, I like to use the love languages and the different types of self-care too. So what is yours? So I like acts of service and quality time. For myself, I like quality time. I love doing things by myself. I will book a staycation, travel solo. I love that. Like I love spending time by myself. And then acts of service, like I don't mind Instacart. I love assigning and having tasks done, things done for me. Never looked at it like that. So my Instacart is my form of self-love. It is because you're saving your time. Because remember, time is important. And I love the idea of a staycation by yourself. Torture. Absolute torture for me. Brandy. Oh, for you. She gets her energy from other people. Brandy has to be around people. But I don't mind that. So Mm -hmm. when you're always, you always share like you're at different spas or hotels. Mm -hmm. Are you usually doing that alone? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. My friends really know. They don't ask me like, hey, can I come? Or like, can, you know, I want me to join you because I'd like to do it solo. Meanwhile, I'm like, Angelina, why aren't you doing this with me? When I first moved to Dallas, I would never go out to eat because I refuse to eat out alone. I have a friend who will go to the movie theaters by herself and watch movies and and I can't do it. I have yet to, I've, I've eaten by myself during lunch. I've, I have made it that far. <laughs> and I do like to go shopping by myself because it is therapy. But anything else beyond that? Mm-mm. But when you first moved to Dallas, I remember there were a number, I think, of meals, like lunches. I was on the phone with you. You were eating lunch or like you might have been somewhere, but I was sitting there talking to you the whole time because you didn't want to feel alone. That's right. I forgot about that. And Angelina's like, it's okay to eat by yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm so lonely right now. You don't remember when we were kids, if she had to go to the bathroom, she'd say, can you sit outside the door and talk to me? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've known each other for 30, 30 years plus. I don't know. I love like just solo stuff like travel and yeah, because people are always like, I'll give you a plus one. I was like, I don't really need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I would be like, yes, join me, please join me. <laughs> Let's go. Can we invite five other people? Oh, God. <laughs> Alicia would be like, hard pass. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an introvert. And I, I think a lot of people find that surprising. But like, I will always choose just to do something alone. If I have to do something with a group of people, then I need to like recharge it's like, I'll do this one group thing. And then after that, that's it. Like, you won't see me for for, for a bit. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm totally introvert. Like it takes, it actually pulls energy from yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. My husband yeah. is like that. Do you know where your Enneagram is? Just curious. I think it was one and three. Oh, I don't see you as a one and a three. I mean, this was a while ago. I have, may have to take it again. Because I have an actual, I have an Enneagram self-care book. Like a... Oh. Self-care by Enneagram. Our next segment we call, let me tell you something. Like when you call your girlfriend and say, girl, let me tell you something. So it's like always try skincare products. Like I have so much stuff like all over the place. I love these body stones. It's by Kate McLeod. It's like a, it's a lotion. Like, and I really, I, I bought it because I got tired of having to worry about traveling with lotion. But it's like a little stone. It's a circle and like it's lotion and you just rub it on. So I'm like kind of obsessed with that right now. And then 
just like binge watching like TV right now. That's what I've been doing. And I've always been a law and order person. So like I, I watch that all the time. Like I think I've seen like every episode. And your husband was an attorney, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's fitting. He used to watch Law and Order with my granny. That was one of her favorites. Mine is I I really like reading, but I find I have a hard time finding the time for it. And maybe this is, you know, maybe this is part of what I need to do for my self-care. I find more time to read. But I'm reading a book called Black Cake right now. And I believe it was a it was one of the Today Show book picks. I'm really enjoying it. It's a it's a fiction, it's complete fiction, but it's it's a really good book about a Haitian woman and her two kids and it goes back and forth like the kids grown you know after their mother's passing and then her her telling a story when she was younger and so it it goes back and forth like 1950s and then modern day so I like books like that where it like you see them as adults and then you go back and you hear different perspectives so I'm like three-fourths of the way through and I'm really enjoying that book so if you like to read, I'd recommend it. I'll tell you what I like. Like, so when I read, I, I have tons of books too, but I like to read and listen to Audible. <laughs> it's, it's like a story time. <laughs> yeah, I know people think I'm crazy, but like I'll have the Audible version and I'll have the book and then I'll like sit there and then I'm like. It's oh, like, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you, wait, are you listening to the Audible of the book that you're reading? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So right. they're that reading it out loud while you're reading it, like story time oh. as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love that. I do too. My friends are like, are you crazy? Like, it, it's meant to like, you know, for you to listen to it in the car. I'm like, yeah, but I'll listen to it like that. But I find like, for me, I don't really, if I listen to it in the car, I'm not going to remember anything. Like, I don't, like, I think it's just there in the background. Mm-hmm. But like at night when I read, like I'll put the headphones on and I'll just read that way. And it's like, yeah, I've, purchase like the book twice but I just like it because <laughs> then oftentimes it's the it's the author reading it so it's like it's like a real sleep story especially if it's a biography yeah I love yeah. those Anthony Bourdain's is probably my favorite his books are just great Kitchen Confidential is like one of my favorites and him reading it but I also have the book so maybe I'll do that yeah maybe I'll read it you. and listen to it and see what about you, B? Anything you come across this week? Um, yes. I came across an article. I mean, look, I'm not really gonna talk about books. I'm not I'm really behind in like three business books or self-help books. So <laughs> but I came across an article that talks about Amazon finds that are basically replicas of Lululemon pants. Oh. And I skimmed through them. There were like 10 of them or something like that. And I ordered two pairs. My husband's going to listen to this podcast and because he's recently told me, he's like, do you need any more yoga pants? And I'm like, well, that is my uniform now. So yes. The answer is I yes. Do. One pair that I got is like buttery soft. So I'm really curious to see how it fits. Report back. Yeah. I'm interested. And then I got a pair of joggers and I don't know how joggers work on my body, but we're going to try them out. Let me know because I could use a new pair of joggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a pair from Task that I really love, but they're like well loved, you know. So might be time. <laughs> and I kind of, I feel like I saved the article somewhere because I wanted to go back and try the others that they listed. If I didn't like these, 
but I don't know where I saved it. But it was a good article about all these Lululemon kind of knockoffs. What do they say? The young kids say dupe. Is that what they say? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's like Lululemon dupe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say the young kids because that's not me. I I saw something about Gen Z terms, and let's have if you guys know this one. Have you guys heard the term Riz? They say like, oh, that they're so that's Riz. Is that like fetch? Yes. From, it's like our mean like, girls. Yeah, it's like fetch or like swag, basically. Like what we used to say, they have swag. Yeah. So it comes from the term charisma. Oh, wow. I'm like, that's a stretch. Yeah. I don't know if that makes me old, but I feel like that term. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I digress. That had nothing to do with the kids these days. <laughs> it's like old women, like meh. crotchety old woman walking around. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Fetch and swag is better. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing us at like, I don't know, 70s saying like, swag is better. <laughs> Trying to use a term we used like circa 2000. Yep. <laughs> well, it is time to move into our next segment. And that is rapid fire. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> so let's talk rapid fire first question is what is your go-to pleasure slash self-care practice is there something you do on the routine or like you cannot live without on the daily oh yeah so i love masks like face masks i'm obsessed with them so i at least do one a week maybe more but like i have a whole stash of them so like that is my like go-to thing and like sunscreen (laughs) <laughs> like I, I I won't leave the house without sunscreen. So I must say that you have very clear, very Beautiful. pretty skin. Glowy. And it is like perfect. And you probably have no makeup on, huh? Just sunscreen. Mm-mm. I'm guessing. Yeah. What's your favorite face mask? Right now, loops. I like the loops mask. What is that one? So it's loop l-o-o-p-s but i like this hydrogel mask they have different like i get like a weekly reset so it has like different ones for the week Mm. but i love how they're made and they stay on you know most cheap masks like fall off but they're two part you put the top on and then you put the bottom those are like my favorite ones i've had a hydro mask but i just didn't know what to be looking for in terms of what it did (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you want something that's hydrating, obviously collagen, like stimulating, especially with the the change, like the the seasons, like the change in the seasons, like coming off of winter. So like something that's very hydrating. I need a mask for my hands. That's what I need. Yeah, those are good too. Oh, they exist? Yeah. That's like, so I did, <laughs> I did a seven day of mask thing, like maybe a couple of months ago, like I said, I did a mask every day. Like there's masks for like hands. There's masks. There's like a vajayshal mask that you can buy. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a butt mask that you can buy. There's like a breast mask. There's like a whole bunch of masks. So I did like all of those like in one week, but there's like foot, hand, like all that. Yeah. Did you happen to write an article on said masks? I did a challenge. So it was like a seven and I just emailed it out, but I'll probably put that together in the blog for spring. But yeah, I tried all of them. Oh my gosh. Brandy's excited. <laughs> Can we please do this? Yeah. yeah we'll have to yeah. get the, I'll have to get the. Yeah. So like I did, yeah, I did like every one every day. Like, yeah, one every day. 
and like you know told people that they can just follow along like you know here's the one that i got for today and then like you can get the ones where you can like the cheap mask or the ones that you can mix but i wanted it to be seven different types because you know you really don't need to put a face mask on every single day okay rabbit hole question and then we will move on and actually make this more rapid fire than what it is (laughs) have you ever done like the black mask where it sticks to your skin it was a few years ago that it was people were all over social media and they were like painted on and then they couldn't get it off of their skin. Wait, the Hanacure? Yeah, I did that. It's it, it's called Hanacure. It's the Hanacure one. Yeah. It's a zombie mask. Oh, yes. Yeah. I did that one too. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, I've done that. The zombie mask. It's so tight. Like it pulls your skin so tight. It's, it's crazy. It's one of my favorite ones too. It does work. Yeah. Really? And I have like a LED mask that I just bought too that I'm going to use, but I got to like be home by myself. Cause like, it'll freak somebody out. Like <laughs> put it on. It's like, you cut it on. It's like your whole face is like red. I think those are really neat, but I've been told I have to watch putting LEDs on my face because of all of my melasma that the light, depending on what it is, it could make it worse. Mm-hmm. I have the shield, the LED face shield. I bought it from Poosh and they have a wavelength for pigmentation. Mm-hmm. It's amber, I think, is... Do you have that at your house? I do. The one for... Yeah, the amber. Well, it changes, so it's got three different lights. I have one that it's like blue. It goes mm-hmm. through, so yeah, it has different ones. That's the one. It's got a blue light, a red light, and an amber light. Well, the next time I pay a visit to you, Angelina... You have to try it. I will try it. We are learning so much today. <laughs> Second question, where would you go if you could live anywhere for a year other than where you currently live? That's a tricky question because I would really want to move to Dallas. That's my brother's there. and But I'm thinking like if I really could move somewhere, it would probably be like California, LA or, or like San Diego. The weather there is just so yeah, beautiful. Superb. Yeah. Beautiful. Like great for mm-hmm. skin and hair and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite way to spend the day off? It depends on the weather because, you know, here in New Orleans, like if it's not hot, if it's like pleasant, then outdoors. Um, we have so many parks and, you know, gardens. So, I mean, I, I like to be outside, but really just doing, spend the day not doing anything. Like I love being able to just do nothing and not have to have like a, an agenda or like a to-do list i'm off a day without an agenda i'm with you on that one and last question if you could tell your younger self one thing what would that be i think it would be you will make it because i think we spend so much of our time wondering how i'm going to do this or how is this going to happen or you know so many things happen in our lives that we we all get to that point where we feel like we're not going to make it or we're not going to get through it I would totally tell myself, like, don't stress about it. Like, you're going to make it. Like, it's going to work out. You'll be fine. Love it. I think that's so important. That's one of my favorite questions. I love to hear people's response because it's just, gosh, if we could only write a letter to our love letter to ourselves, when younger selves to know then when we know now. Yeah. That'd be amazing. This has been such a fulfilling conversation. And I think I really love what you're doing. And I am every day I'm watching you, you know, going live and doing these events and you're 
blog and your podcast, like I'm just so thoroughly impressed with your business sense and your drive, your ambition, and just your tenacity. And I just, I hope people were able to feel that from you in this conversation because we certainly do. And I want people to keep up with you and learn from you. We're just overjoyed to have had you today Thank and you. Um, like immensely grateful. And I just, I want everybody to keep up with you, to follow and learn more about Dr. Alicia Reed. Follow her at dralishareed.com and on social at Dr. Alicia Reed. And she also has a podcast, the Fly Widow podcast. So check it out. All of that is linked in our show notes. Thank you so much for joining Alicia. And appreciate we appreciate you so much. This is such as Angelina said, it's such a fulfilling conversation. And we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. So until next time, thanks, everyone. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Thank you all for joining us in today's episode. The information provided in today's episode is for informational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. We advise our audience to consult a medical professional or healthcare provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and treatment. Thank you all again for joining us on another episode of Talk 40 to Me, and we look forward to next week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you. Follow us on social at Talk 40 to Me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss? On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.